Welcome to Monkey Talk, brought to you by... The Four Monkeys Wrestling Maybe one day I'll get that fame. I don't know. <laughs> We're here for the fame. We're here. We're live. We are. <laughs> Welcome to Monkey Talk. Uh, thanks for hanging out, everybody. Thanks for being here. Uh, we are back with another episode of Monkey Talk. Uh, Christopher here. I got the captain next to me. And captain, how we doing? And who is with us tonight? We we are doing pretty darn good. We we had a nice little chat before we even got on to come to come on live for Wednesday night live with us. But tonight we have I I don't want to say a bucket list cuz I I I don't want to make his head bigger than I already am going to in about 2 seconds with my introduction. But hailing from Bowling Green, Kentucky, he's an 18 year 18-year veteran of the Squared Circle, squared circle multi-tournament winner. Most importantly, he's got this orange jacket from the 2020 Haas tournament. He is the leader of the cortege. He is the new three-time, three-time, three-time New South pro champion. He is the real deal, the King's Road Slayer. Derek Neal, welcome to the show, sir. Hey, boys. Thanks, Chuck. Thanks, Chris, for having me on. That's the hell of an introduction right there. <laughs> if, if anything... The orange jacket, man. That's, that's the, what, what I have now dubbed as the, as the Southern Ribera. <laughs> if, anything, I, we, if anything, I always want the introduction to be something where somebody goes, man, that was, that was good. I, I like that. I like that was that. damn good. <laughs> that was damn good. He did all right. He did all right. Now, he does have a bone to pick with one of our former guests, but we won't get to that tonight. Yeah, we'll, we, we'll, we'll deal with that. We'll deal I'll, with that someplace else. I'll deal with Mr. I'll deal with Mr. Kane uh, when I see him uh, in, in a month or two. In a month. In a month. Ooh. Less than a month. But Less than a month. Yeah. <sighs> that's, that's not about tonight. No. Tonight, we're here for Derek Neal. Tonight, we're here to talk about a lot of different things. New South. We're talking about SCI. We could talk about WrestleMania weekend. We could talk about wherever our conversation will take us. But first, we have to start. We have to learn a little bit about where it began and a young Derek Neal. So, Derek, what was young Derek Neal like? Oh, man. Uh, I was a problem <laughs> for my parents. <laughs> start out by saying that. Um, I, for me, I just uh, grew up, you know, mostly. My, avid wrestling fan my whole life uh my my grandfather uh he got me introduced uh through wrestling through some old vh te- te- uh, vhs tapes he had which happened to be nick Goulas wrestling um you know from way back when uh so you know that's kind of who got me got me into that but i mean my life pretty much just consisted of playing sports i grew up playing football i played hockey for several years um that's pretty much it. Grew up in uh, Bowling Green, Kentucky. Uh, we're just we're known for Corvettes and uh, and John Carpenter. 
Now you you played a bunch of different sports. Was there one that like stuck out to you as like your favorite? Oh, hockey was by far my favorite sport. Um, how how was hockey like a, a southern boy like yourself? How was know, hockey I, your favorite sport? It's really weird. Um, I would watch it on TV as a kid. My my dad never played it. I mean, nobody that I ever knew played it. Um, and then just through watching on TV, I, I got my parents to buy me like the little cheap like plastic, you know, bladed sticks. The Milex, man. Yeah, I even had a Milex, one of those like goofy Milex helmets. <laughs> yeah. Every, I think every, everybody <laughs> who played hockey as a kid always had one of those. I felt like I was. Uh, I tried to pretend I was like Mark Messier in the in the in the old Cooper helmet that he used to wear. <laughs> Iconic. But I uh, used to. You know, I started playing street hockey with my friends, and then um, eventually I I met some friends from Michigan that come down here. Uh, like I was saying, you know, the cor- uh, the Corvette plants here in Bowling Green. So we got a lot of transplants from folks up north. You know, that worked at the General Motors plants up there, uh, and that's how I got introduced to the game. Um, I actually, I, w- I played, uh, we have a roller hockey league, like, you know, on inline skates here in Kentucky. We've had it for, that league's been around for probably 25 years now or more. Um, but I started playing there and then to play ice hockey, I would have to travel to Nashville, but that's, but when I was in my junior high and high school years, that's all I did all year round was play hockey and do nothing else. Now, hockey's obviously a rough sport. Obviously there's a piece of hockey and fighting is part of the game is yeah is that what introduced you to wrestling how does wrestling get into the picture i want to say it probably goes back like i said it goes back to my grandfather um you know he gave me those tapes when i was young um he had uh like i said there's some Goulas, uh nick Goulas in there from my old nwa uh i think he even had wrestlemania 3 on vhs he just sent me home with these one day and I was probably about five or six years old. I think that's what my mom said. And that was it. Uh, you know, I, I got a, I think I got a macho King wrestling buddy that I still have. It, it actually survived another generation of children and still has all of its stitching. I don't know how, that's, <laughs> that's impressive. but, uh, but yeah, I would be in my tidy whities in the living room, jumping off of the arm of the couch doing elbow drops. <laughs> so, it's always been a big part of me ever since I was a little boy. Um, was- and then like, and my plan was like, when I was, when I was in high school, I always knew I wanted to be a professional wrestler, but I was going to wait till college first. Um, and cause my plan was, I was going to go to uh, university of Louisville and they had a, uh, they did have a hockey program, a men's hockey program. And I was going to go and try and walk on the team. Well, my junior year, UofL cut the program due to budgeting. So uh, I literally, literally four months after I found that out, I started, I started training. So at uh, two weeks before my 17th birthday. So you had a plan in place to get your education first and maybe play some hockey, but unfortunately that wasn't in the cards, but at least rest there for you. Right. You mentioned, you mentioned Macho Man. So was that your guy? Was that the, was that your favorite wrestler growing up? That, that ended up being my favorite growing up from WWF. And then, you know, in WCW, I was, uh, I was more of a, uh, of a four horseman guy, Ric Flair, you know, 
the the flashy suits and the gold and all that stuff. I mean, heel heel baby, it didn't matter. Like that that stuff really caught my eye. The way he talked, the way he carried himself. You know, I was like, man, that's a that's a slick dude. Like I I want to be like that. You know. So now, um, I I gotta jump back for a second. When you were when you were a kid, who was the hockey team that you were rooting for? Being in the middle of at that time, nowhere where there was nowhere. really a close team. <laughs> no. um, I was actually uh, a San Jose Sharks fan. Um, and that, that originally stemmed from the fact I was big into Sharks. Um, I think, uh, you know, I was always into, into stuff like that, too. Um, I probably have, like, I don't know. My mom's probably got 15 years of Shark Week still on VHS. Oh, <laughs> But I originally just started liking them for their logo, and then I would try to I would try to follow the team, you know, when I got a little bit older. But not really much of a of a Sharks fan now. Um, kind of, well, I mean, it's different now the way the NHL is structured. But for a long time, I just had like an Eastern Conference favorite and a West, you know, favorite. Mm-hmm. And my Eastern Conference favorite was the Maple Leafs, which I don't want to talk about them right now. They really broke my heart in that series with Montreal. And then, yeah. um, as far as the West, I like I, I still followed San Jose probably until the Predators come to town, because uh, you know Nashville. I only live 45 minutes north of Nashville, so um, I'm just like I'm right over the state line into Kentucky. Um, and you know, I started following the Preds ever since they were like the shits in '98. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> but they've come a long way. They have. Yeah, they have. Sure. And I know, and we're, and, we're, and we're missing game two of the Stanley Cup tonight. It's going on now. Oh, is it? Yeah. Yeah, it is. I I was talking to my dad earlier today, and I said, Dad, I, I don't I don't like Montreal being in the Cup because I really think they're uh, – first of all, I didn't have them getting out of the first round. And yeah. then, like, I just – after that first game, I don't know what the score is tonight, but after the first game, I, I was like, this is going to be a 4-0 sweep. They're going to get destroyed Yeah, if something five, doesn't happen. Five, it was a 5-1 final, I think, yeah. in game one. Yeah. That's insane. I mean, yeah. and the thing that kills me with, with that, like Toronto had them on the bubble. 3-1. to one. They, when, uh, And then uh, they did that with, with Boston the year they won the Cup a few years back. They had them 3-1, and they come all the way back and beat them and then one little damn cup. That's weird how that works, but it is. Yeah, hot, hot team with a hot goalie, and you never know what's going to happen. I mean, let's just throw it out there: if it was regular regular NHL season right now, Montreal wouldn't even be in the playoffs. But I don't whatever. think so either. They wouldn't even be in the race. No, I digress. I, really I digress. Hoping, I was really hoping to see the Owls in the finals, honestly, just because they haven't been in forever. Yeah. Since the last time they, well, I think it was the last time they won the cup was the last time they were in the final, right? Uh, yeah. And that was yeah. like what, like 80, 85 or eighty three, something like that. Is it the so, 80, 84, maybe? Yeah, I think it was eighty three, eighty four. Yeah. So well, we, I mean, literally, the, I, I feel like the three of us could talk about hockey all night. I don't know about the people in the in the Twitch chat, but we'll <laughs> we'll. I'm gonna steer us back to wrestling for a little bit now you mentioned you're not too far away from nashville um and i know that kentucky has a uh like a wrestling board 
and you starting so young, you actually had to go to Tennessee to, to actually start to train, right? Um, then I kind of flew under the radar on training. Um, but when it, when it got to where I was actually working, uh, getting booked on shows and things, I had to go to Tennessee because I was too young to obtain a license in Kentucky. You got to be 18. Gotcha. Now, uh, who did you start training with down there? Um, the, uh, I started training with, well, I kind of got a little bit of a story. I started training with a, with a local guy named Kid Dynamite. So, and, uh, well, it turns out, like, he, he swindled me out about a 400 bucks before I was smartened up. Um, and then I ended up meeting um, uh, Chris Michaels. Um, and, you know, Chris Michaels, you know, he did a, he's done a lot of, in the 90s, he did a lot of enhancement for WCW, mm-hmm. WWE. He wrestled in Smoky Mountain, uh, USWA, um, OVW. He was actually the last uh, OVW light heavyweight champion, I believe, when they retired the belt. And he, he was up there during uh, when Cornette was there. And I, he even worked uh, some... Um, some Hartland uh, when Thatcher was still, you know, uh, at the helm of that in a Cincinnati area. Uh, but I ran into him at a show uh, a couple of weeks before I kind of caught on to the guy messing me over on money. And I got to work out in the ring that day. And, uh, you know, he did pull me to the side and told me he thought I didn't have very good potential. Um, I kind of took to it. I think in a, in a natural sense, as far as, uh, you know, bumping and basic moves and things like that. Like I was getting those down in just a couple of weeks time. Um, so, um, I mean, by the time he met me, I could almost, you know, do like a basic, like opening match. Um, and then I ended up, you know, going back, you know, after I found out I was getting swindled out of money, I met with him, um, and, uh, you know, explain my situation to him. And, uh, you know, he ended up taking me under his wing and training me. Nice. How, how long did you end up training with, uh, with Chris? I think with Chris, I trained with him for about six months before I got my first match. And then I continued to train after that for, you know, another few months before I kind of got out on my own. And I also did train some with, uh, with uh, Chase Stevens as well uh, from the Natural and TNA. Yeah, um, I would I would train I would sometimes travel down to, to the national area and work out with him as well. So being that young and learning from someone that had been in the business for probably a good 10 ish years at that point, I would say. Yeah, I think when I met Chris, I, I want to because Chris started in um, he started in 89. So I want to say he was around 16 or about my age when he started. So I think it was like 13 years or so when I started training under Chris. I think he'd been wrestling 13, 14 years. What do you think the biggest piece of advice or information you took from training with him at such an early age and, and, you know, him having so much experience? Uh, pretty much the biggest piece of advice he gave me, you know, young, now this is, now this is a young me that I'm, that I'm talking about here. It's, it's basically, you know, mouth shut, ears, eyes open. You really learn a lot by doing that and pick up on a lot of different things. Yeah. Now that first match, what, what, what was that first match like 
in the oh. ring for you. It was uh, it was something. <laughs> um, I was excited, nervous. Uh, the match itself was terrible. Um, you know, <laughs> I don't I don't know. You know, I'd say that's kind of the standard you know answer for probably anyone. But uh, but yeah, I think at that time I was uh, it was in Gallatin, Tennessee, at a at a VFW hall, and I worked with the promoter there. His name was Tim Scruggs. Um, and I read, he actually worked me as master dragon under a hood. Sorry. I got some June bugs going off over here. So I'm probably making weird faces right now, <laughs> but, uh, but you know, it was, uh, it was a pretty rough match on, you know, it was mostly me, you know, just, you know, it's my first time in front of a live crowd. I was nervous. I scared my mom to death on a, on a bump that I took and she didn't watch me again for another eight years after that. Oh, geez. um, but uh like i definitely had a lot i needed to work on you know um i was and believe it or not i only weighed about 165 pounds at that time i was a little guy i i did see some of the early shots of you uh i i'm guessing when you first came in and i was like that that's not that's not the derek neal that's on my tv now nah it's crazy how the business can change you <laughs> that's for sure yeah, that picture that's probably going around, that was from around 2005. And I was, um, I think I was wrestling. That picture was taken at the famous stadium in, in uh, Nashville, Tennessee. I don't know if you guys have heard uh, stories about the stadium or not. We can maybe mm-hmm. touch on a couple. It was, uh, it was a hell of a place. <laughs> um, but that was like 2005. I was wrestling for Tony Falk's USWO. Yeah. Gotcha. Now you've, You've been, like we said, you've been in the business for 18 years. You've been to a number of places. Now, I know that you wrestled with some of the, I don't know, the alternate NWA kind of promotions down south. Now, I know there was a lot of Twitter buzz a while ago of why is Derek Neal not in NWA? Why are you not putting this dude in NWA? Did anything ever come of that? Um, I never heard anything of that. Uh, yeah, and, and going back to the affiliate system, I, I was in that um, for quite a few years up until, uh, you know, Billy disbanded it when he took over. And then, yeah, I mostly wrestled for, you know, NWA affiliates in Tennessee. I, I did go out to Texas a time or two um, to wrestle there, just, you know, where where the Tennessee promoter would get me hooked up there. But, I mean, you know, through that um, – I did hold the NWA Tennessee heavyweight title on uh, two occasions, which I thought was pretty cool. Um, I don't know how true the lineage is, but supposedly Sputnik Monroe held that belt, which I thought was a pretty big deal. Mm. Um, I did hold the Southern heavyweight title a couple of times, which, you know, I think he had that as well at one time. Steve Carino had that belt. And uh, I got to wrestle when I, I was smaller, but I got to wrestle for the NWA World Junior Heavyweight Championship on probably about three or four occasions. Nice. Now, you've been in the ring with so many people. I mean, from guys like uh, Nolan Edward to Logan Creed to Cabana Mandan, who you have had so many phenomenal matches against. Uh, and I, I said it earlier three times. So congratulations on reclaiming the belt. 
the thank human you. gold. So we thank you for that. But we got some big, big, big doings happening in the beginning of August for the oh, SCI yeah. tournament. And you pulled another champion in that first round in Eric Royal. Have you been in the ring with Eric before? No, I have not. Um, I, I have known of Eric Royal for some time. Um, we, we've kind of had some Twitter banner back and forth for about a year now um, about trying to have a match. And, you know, here we are, you know, it's going to happen. And, uh, you know, and, you know, we're both champions of two of the biggest companies in the South. So it's going to be a, I think it's going to be a very interesting match. I think, um, I feel that there could be like, you know, even some good hype around this match as well to where it's got like a big fight feel. Definitely. Have, have you been scouting any of his matches or past opponents that he's had? Um, I have been watching a little bit. Um, I need to, I'm getting kind of caught up on action right now. Um, but yeah, I have kind of been watching him a little bit more to kind of study his footwork, his style, how he moves, um, you know, how he carries himself. And, uh, you know, even and, and through all those things, you know, it kind of helps me see how he thinks of the ring as well. Mm -hmm. Now, other than your match, there's a bunch of other stuff going on that weekend. Just want to get your take. What What's the one other match that you're really looking forward to see at SCI? Um, he's a great competitor. Um, and, you know, I kind of hate the son of a bitch a little bit. But um, Adam Priest. I'm kind of excited to see him and uh, Maccabee. That's a, cause you know, uh, you know, Maccabee is more of a technician um, mm -hmm. you know, and, and Priest is more of a traditional pro wrestler. So it's a little bit of a clash of styles. And, you know, I mean, I've seen some very good clash of styles matches, like matches that you wouldn't even think of that could be really good that uh, turned out to be. So I think that one's going to be it. Now, speaking of Adam Priest, uh, if anybody watches New South, uh, they might have seen what happened at the jacket ceremony. Uh, if you go in the back catalog, uh, there was a little tiff at your jacket ceremony with uh, Cabana Man Dan. Do you, do you hate the jacket ceremony? That's what I'm thinking. Like two, two jacket ceremonies, you're just like, I'm, I'm going to mess people up and I don't really care. Well, you know... Um... I think I was a little perturbed at Haas 2020 uh, just because I was probably one of the, I would say the low end favorite to win the entire tournament. Um, so I was a little, probably a little perturbed there, you know, when it come to the jacket ceremony. Um, and then with Priest, you know, he, he won the tournament. I mean, you know, he's at that point, he's a threat. He's trying to get too close to me. He always True. got a big threat. True. And if anybody wants to go see that, dude, go pay $10, go to IWTV, get the subscription and watch all this shit because it's worth it. 100%. That's our, that, that's our plug. That, do, you, do, you, do you guys have IWTV in, in your home? Yes. Um, and like, you know, we were talking about the WrestleMania thing. One of the, one of the real cool things about that was uh, my, my family actually got to see my match in Tampa that day. So I, I thought that was pretty neat. Nice. See, be like Derek Neal and get IWTV. Be like get Derek Neal. You're missing out if you don't get it. I'm exactly. 
enough said. So a lot of high praise in the chat. I just want to bring us back up to speed. There's a lot of people saying that you're a, a reason why they've discovered a lot more Southern wrestling, discovered a lot more IWTV. Um, there's this CEO, Matt Griffin, who's waiting for you to put him over, but we don't have to get into that. But a lot of high praise in the chat right now. Um, and a lot of people saying that they'd like to see you head up north a little bit more as well to get uh, a little more action in the, in the north region of I would, wrestling. would definitely love to be. Um, I've only had one trip ever to the northeast, and that was uh, thanks to Bob Evans. Um, I, I wrestled. He ran a show like in January last year in Rhode Island, and I got to wrestle on that, which was pretty cool. Um, I'll be in the Midwest next Friday, though. Okay. I got a war horse at St. Louis Anarchy next Friday. I mean, that's two top IWTV guys going head to head. You can't. Yeah, that's, that's huge. a match made in heaven. That is a huge matchup. Mm -hmm. So you got that big match coming up. You got your third title reign now in New South. You had, you know, you were on sub shows. You've been on. Have fun, be sad. What Fair keeps enough. you motivated? What's what's the goal? The goal for me is I would love to just make a living at wrestling if that's possible. Uh, but, I mean, for me, it's just the love of it, I guess, more than anything. I mean, I've, I've put my body through, through some things. I have, I have wrestled in a lot of times that I shouldn't have. Uh, you know, as far as injuries and, and things like that. Um, I mean, you know, I, I sacrifice sleep daily to be able to go to the gym. I'm always studying tape. Even at 18 years, I still show up to the building. Um, when I do get a chance to show up to buildings early, I still get in the ring and work out. I still take seminars. I still try to learn. Um, I, I mean, I think, it, you know, the, the love of just being a wrestler is – what drives me uh, to still do it even 18 years later. Um, but like, that would be the ultimate goal. If I could ever achieve that, that would be it. Cause I mean, you know, and the way I look at it is, you know, if it's, if it doesn't seem like a job, you'll never work a day in your life. Mm -hmm. True. They mentioned injuries and I'm curious because I see you as a hockey player. Hockey players are known for playing through injuries. Wrestlers are known for working through injuries. Is there any worst injury you've ever had to work through? Um, let's see. Um, probably in 20, it was 2018, I want to say. I was wrestling for Larry D. He had a promotion up around uh, Lexington area. Um, I broke my thumb diving for a hot tag, and I still had another 10 minutes to go. And I finished the match. I didn't want to stay in a hospital in Lexington all night, so I made the drive back two and a half hours, and then I went to the ER. Oh. Um, I've done that. I, I wrestled a week after a knee scope. I started the stitches in. That was stupid. But at the time, I was I was just going to school, so like any money I was getting was through wrestling. Um, and uh, I'm missing uh, an inch of my clavicle on my left side. Um, probably the worst injury, and I still struggle with it. I wear that brace. Um, I, I blew out my PCL totally in 2019, and um, like my knee has been really loose since then. 
So um, I still battle with that every once in a while. Not as much as, you know, in the past year it's gotten better. Um, but uh, but that one still gets me every once in a while. Uh, and then when I broke my thumb, I actually had to uh, – actually, it was, a, it was a tournament in uh, central Illinois. I actually did – a turn, I went all the way to the final. It was a Ryan Buckley Cup. You can look it up on YouTube. It's Proving Ground Pro Wrestling. And uh, I went all the way to the final in a cast. And like I had, <clears throat> and the opponents I had were, they they were no slouches. Um, I had Shane Saber in the first round. You know, he tags with Space Monkey. He's a Space Pirates from Canada. Uh, second round, I had Paco, who's known in the St. Louis area. And then I had Jake Durden in the final. So that was a pretty long night. <laughs> that's, that's that hockey slash wrestler mentality, man. Yeah, right. Tape it up and let's go. Keep going. So how how did you break the thumb? Like, did you jam it into the canvas? Did you? That's what I did. I had, when I dove for the tag, I, I had my thumb turned down. And see, that's the crazy thing about most injuries. You see guys taking poison ranas off the damn top rope and whatever else, Spanish flies through tables on the floor. These guys walk away. Usually it's usually it's something you've done a million times. Mm-hmm. It's usually what you get hurt on. At least that's been my story. And now, I mean, I've dove for a tag. I, I had a dime for every time I've done that. I, I don't know. I probably wouldn't have to work a regular job, but... <laughs> Or like when I when I, I fractured my clavicle, I mean, I did it on taking a spinning neck breaker, taking it. I've taken that a bunch, you know. Um, or when I blew out my knee, I did it doing a knee drop. Yeah, I mean, it's you know, it, it's it's weird, but it always seems like it's the things that you that you frequently do. A H Hey, Dad, thanks for gifting that sub to old bad guy. And old bad guy, thanks for continuing that sub. So, everybody, thanks for, thank you. Nice. So, appreciate that. So, let's take a breather from wrestling. Let's uh, let's get out of the ring. Let's not break our thumb. Be careful about it. Uh, what kind of hobbies do you have? We always ask this question, and it's always tough because we realize that wrestling becomes something that you don't really have time to even have a hobby. It becomes your life. There's, there's very little time. We know you have a family, but is there time for just Derek Neal to have a hobby? Uh, not really. Um, usually, it's, it's, if, it's, if it's not, if I'm not on the road doing this, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm doing, you know, it's soccer or something like that, or sometimes it's both, um, you know, like, there's been times where we've had a tournament on a weekend and I'll come and for the first game might miss the second one or might catch them both, go make the town and then come back the next day to watch games. Um, probably, um, I, I've been watching a lot of older shows. Uh, I just started the Sopranos again the other day. So okay. that, that's one thing I like. Um, you know, I, I do like to, I do stay in the gym a lot. Um, I do that about four or five days a week. Um, I, I'll play soccer with my kids. Um, that's pretty much it, really. So you've already watched The Sopranos. You're just watching it again. You're watching pretty- it again. Yeah. Do you have a favorite 
episode or favorite character of The Sopranos? Um, I kind of like Uncle Junior a little bit. I don't know why, <laughs> but I do. I, I don't know what it is about him. It's, it's something about, he is like one of the most, he's just an old cynical bastard. I love him. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That, that's it's that just, relate, you relate to him a little bit, I guess. Yeah. yeah it's, it's fun. I just find some of it, it, you know how you have that friend, everybody has one where you have that friend, like when they get like raging pissed off, it's just so funny. And makes you laugh. That's that's what I think of with him. <laughs> Why do you say that, Dirk? <laughs> There's a gentleman right over here that <laughs> he does some crazy shit when he gets mad. <laughs> it's pretty I, funny. It's got to be the right guy, but like. There's just that one guy in any kind of group of friends that when they just get hit, it's the funniest thing ever. It's so <laughs> Yeah, I'm with it. I uh, I get that. <laughs> I get that a lot. I am a gentle giant. <laughs> to my grave, I will take that statement. You'd be lying in your grave. Hey, literally. <laughs> hey, it is what it is. It is what it is. <laughs> It's tough, though, but it's like, you know, um, it's good. It's weird that wrestlers really tend to not have too much time for hobbies, but I think it's good also when you have family to do the family stuff and get away from it for a little bit. That that could be a hobby as well. That could be something that gets your mind out of the the turn and burn of wrestling that's just constantly yeah. wearing you down. I agree. It, it Sometimes it does. It does give you a good, a good breath of fresh air. You know, like I'm I'm kind of happy, like, I got this weekend off, you know, and I'm kind of looking forward to that. I, me and my me and my son that, you know, that plays soccer, we're, we're actually going to go see our first MLS game this weekend. So we're going to go watch oh, nice. National FC play. So pretty excited about that. Favorite, okay, favorite movie of the champ, AHK Dad. I don't know why I can't say that. AHK Dad wants to know your favorite movie. Um... I'm probably really partial to the Halloween series just okay. because John Carpenter grew up here in Bowling Green. Um, a lot of the location references in the film is real places here in my town. Uh, I live in Warren County. Uh, Smith's Grove is actually a city, a small town about 10 miles north of me. Um, you know, so that's my, my dad actually used to do appliance work for his parents. Um, John was originally born in New York, and uh, but his dad was a music director. Chuck, I'm sure you can relate. Um, and he took the job to uh, to teach at uh, Western Kentucky University here in Bowling Green. Oh, so cool. John moved here when he was he was still a baby, I think, when he moved here. And then he went to Western for a while to kind of follow in his dad's footsteps, and then he dropped out and went to film school. Hmm. Interesting. Got more questions. The chat's just throwing questions. I'm just gonna ask them. Well, so, hey, don't don't be stealing my 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 lightning round questions, people. I mean, is one of these lightning rounds? Do we have to you, do we have to hold you, back? You guys, you guys are hitting very close to some of those lightning round questions. But <laughs> go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. All right, we got Jared Crow in the chat. Uh, he wants to know what's your favorite album. Ooh, man, ah, that's rough. Um, I like so many different types of music. It's so hard to it's so hard to even answer. 
I'm going to throw one out for my junior high days. Went uh, biscuit and significant other. There it is. You That's go. my junior high kit. That's a good album. Very fun. <laughs> That's a good fun. album. I mean, it's in the gym playlist right now. 100. Definitely. Right, Tuck, you better start asking some questions before they ask more in the chat. Oh, uh, no, no, no. They, they can ask more in the chat if they want to. I, I, I can always re redirect some of my... Uh... He's got a list. He's got a huge list that he can pull. Okay. I, I got you. You got a big big question pool. Oh, yeah. I have to. I, I, try, I, I try not to ask the same questions in the lightning round. I, I try to make them... Try to tailor them sometimes. And try to get some interesting, funny ones in there. So we'll 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 see what happens tonight, people. Oh, here we go. What's uh -oh. the most surprising playlist you have from Val Pancake? Like something uh, people would probably, never guess you like. That's probably my gym playlist. Um, I got a little bit of everything in that. Uh, I got some. A Day to Remember, Went Biscuit, uh, WWE Music Volume 4, the Triple H song, My Time Gets Me Pumped in the Gym, <laughs> um, Old Kanye, uh, Tupac, Biggie, Juvenile. Um, I think I got a Johnny Cash song or two thrown in there. It's like a big variety of stuff. Now, since, since you brought up Johnny Cash... Let's talk about your entrance. Uh, Johnny Cash is your entrance song. That that's one thing I want you to touch on is is where why why and where did you pick that song? And then the the second part of that question is, let's discuss the strap that you bring in because you just had a strap match with Cabana Man Dan. Yes. Um, as far as the Johnny Cash song, I. When I see myself as a character and how I carry myself to the ring, it's almost like a uh, like a Western villain, um, if you will, even a new Western villain. Um, I kind of, you know, like um, No Country for Old Men, big fan of that movie. Um, now, I know the villain in that movie was pretty quiet, you know, is calculating. Um, I'm a little bit more turned up, but... Uh, but you know that character is kind of a somewhat of a small inspiration, I guess, from a villain side of things, um, as far as me as a wrestler. And then uh, when it comes to the leather strap, I've been carrying that off and on for years. Um, but um, the probably the biggest inspiration for that is uh, probably Stan Hansen. Um, you know, I feel he's a big influence of my wrestling style. Guys like, you know, like the 80s Gaijin wrestlers in all Japan, like Stan Hansen or Terry Gordy or Steve Williams. You know, those are big influences on how I work in the ring. And that that also ties into what your nickname is as well, correct? Yes. Yep, absolutely. So just in case anybody ever wondered... There, there is your answer. Anything else in the chat, Christopher? Um, I think that's it for right now. Okay. We can move on to our line of questioning. Oh, <laughs> it sounds like we just arrested him. <laughs> I swear Tell us. I was here, man. <laughs> <laughs> 
what are we up to? So we we talked through your hobbies. We talked through what you did outside the ring. I think Chuck is uh, up with some travel stories because we always like to find out if you have funny stories, you have interesting stories, and if you have stories, you can tell us. We could change the names of people. We could protect them for their innocence. Okay. Um, I, I got a couple. One's more of a locker room story, and I got two travel stories. I'm going to talk about the stadium in. I'm going to let y'all in on the legend of the stadium in. I, uh, Jared Trump in the chat, I'm sure knows a great deal about it, him being from that area. Uh, the stadium in was in one of the roughest places in Nashville. I mean, God awful. It's so bad, the stadium in, when you walk in, it had a sign telling drug dealers and prostitutes to go elsewhere, basically. It was posted at the front desk. Um, quick quick sidebar, um, I remember we had to stop a show one time to whip, for them to wheel a dead body out of there because it was like a hotel, and they had like a uh, – it was almost like a banquet room that they blacked out and um, and turned into like a studio. Um, Tony Falk ran there a lot. Burt Prentice ran there a lot. You know, a lot of names that are on your TVs now have wrestled in there, you know, uh, ranging from Joey Mercury to Kenny Omega. They have wrestled in this little shithole. <laughs> My first story is uh, I got to the building a little late and I had to park in the parking lot and I had to park in the far parking lot, uh, you know, the far corner. And uh, I'm proceeding. I get, I, I go out, uh, you know, I, I get, I get my energy drink or whatever or coffee. I can't remember. I had a drink. I grabbed it. I popped the trunk. And then um, I, I see these two guys, you know, and different and their respective cars talking. And uh, I open up my trunk. I'm kind of fumbling around in my gear bag. My trunk's a mess. And then once I get everything situated and I close the lid, there's an undercover drug bus happening right in front of me. Like, guy on the ground. Like, you know, cop cars coming in. I mean, it was one of the most craziest things I think I've ever seen in my life. Um, my second Man. story is uh stadium in again i was leaving the building and it was late it was really late uh, it was probably pushing 11 o'clock or so that night and i had this shitty 87 honda that helped me make the towns it was reliable but the uh the stick that operates your headlights were loose so i go in and i when i'm trying to put the key in the ignition i bump it and i break it off <laughs> and I've got my window, I've got my window down all the way down because I didn't have air conditioning. This is like the end of August. So I believe it or not, this has happened to me once before. And I was able to the first time it happened to me, I was able to stick a screwdriver in there and able to turn it to where I could get the headlights <laughs> to come off. Well, this time all I had was a knife. So um, I'm jacking with it. And all of a sudden, this drunk hobo comes up and leans in my car and yells, hey, in my ear really loud. And I missed his neck by a centimeter with the knife. I almost stabbed him right in his neck with it. Holy cow. <laughs> yeah, that's the, that's the famous stadium man for you. Ooh, man, the bathrooms look like something out of the first Saw movie, dude. It was, it was a hell of a place. <laughs> 
Bro says what, the what? ceiling was about 10 feet from the floor. And he said we could do a show just on stadium in story. <laughs> you could. You you could get a bunch you could get a bunch of guys on there. You could probably go two hours, three hours with them. I mean, as many stories as there are about that place. It's uh it's still standing. Um it's it's all gutted out now, but I think they're I think they're gonna renovate it. But now what did the hobo want? I, I guess he's probably just going to ask me for money or something. Like, I dog trust him, man. I, I'm talking about going to get out of the car and fight him if he didn't leave. Because he scared the shit out of me, man. It was terrible. And then I had to, like, uh, I basically hung out in downtown Nashville because my wife was in Louisville, which is three hours. And she had to come pick me up. So she got to, she got to Nashville about 4 a.m. to come get me. So that way I could come home. Oh, man. And then I had to drive back down there again, you know, to get my car and bring it back before it got dark. That was a hell of a weekend. <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, probably my locker room story. I like to tell this one a lot. Uh, I'm not going to say the guy's name. He was um, – do you guys know who Bull Payne is? Mm -mm. I don't think so. You can look him up. Um he was he was really big and uh you know like he had a really good run with Ian Rotten in IWA like when it first started uh, you know he's been to USWA uh, Global um, he was one of the Texas Hangmen for Vern Gagne for Vern Gagne worked he did work WCW WWF enhancement guy's been everywhere you know and um, you know I, I learned a lot from that guy you know coming up but. I was, I was wrestling on that night and we were, you know, we were just, we were up around Louisville, Kentucky. We were just hanging out in the dressing room and uh, he's got a real gravelly voice, you know, and uh, this, this kid's walking by and he's got like a singlet top on and blue jean shorts. And he's like, he's like, I can't, why in the hell do you, do you got this singlet top and you, you got this nice singlet top and you got blue jeans. What are you doing? And he goes, uh, the kid literally said to him, he goes, well, he says, the reason why I do is because I have a pee hole cut out in my singlet to help me so I can use the bathroom easier. <laughs> <laughs> That's the damnedest thing I've ever heard in my life. Like, you can't think to pull the straps down? I mean, Bull rode his ass all night. That was one of the, the funniest locker room memories I've probably ever had. <laughs> Why would you ruin a perfectly good single? <laughs> that was his first question. Oh my lord! <laughs> that was his first, and he just called it. His, for after that, his name was Peehole. Oh, that's yeah. exactly what I was gonna say. Oh yeah, <laughs> that was it. You <laughs> earned that nickname, man. Uh huh. Oh god, I would not want to. I would not want to be that dude, like walking in to be like, "Oh look, it's Peehole Johnson over here." <laughs> That is a good question, Val. Is P Hole still wrestling? <laughs> no, he is no longer. Oh, okay. <laughs> he was after oh, that night. God. He was like, "I'm gonna duck out." <laughs> exit, sta exit stage left. Well, I protect. I protected his name for this dramatization. <laughs> now, 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 there's oh, now there's a dark side of the ring for you, P Hole Johnson. <laughs> Oh, 
That'd be amazing. <laughs> All right, Captain. Do you have anything else before we get to it? Uh, no, I don't think so. All right. I think I'm good. Well, ladies and gentlemen, it's time. Time. Lower, lower your volume because it's probably going to be loud. I tried to lower it a little bit. I'm going to warn you now. But it's time for the lightning round. Is this the interrogation? Yeah. No one heard you said that because the music is so freaking loud right now. Okay. We could literally say almost anything, but only Don't for like another like. Don't use the phone book on me, man. Don't use the phone book on me, all right? <laughs> we only have like two seconds left. Okay. Chris, are we good? I think we're good. We're good we're now. Good. Perfect. Derek Neal, are you ready for the worst segment that is part of this podcast, the lightning round? Ten questions as fast as you can. First thing that comes to mind. Are you ready, sir? Man, I, I've been hit over the head a lot. I, I'm as ready as I'm going to be. Okay, let's go right in. Favorite restaurant? Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Texas Roadhouse. Movie that you never get tired of watching? Die Hard. Peanut butter, chunky or smooth? Smooth. Do you need a lot of sleep, or can you get by with just a few hours? Get by with a few hours. Spicy or salty? Salty. Favorite TV channel? HBO. Super Mario Brothers or Zelda? Super Mario Brothers. If someone sneezes more than twice in a row, do you still say bless you for that third or fourth? No. Good man, good man. Uh, zombie Apocalypse, do you survive? Hell yeah. Resident. I mean, I'll play Resident Evil my whole life. I'm good. I'm on my and, the, and the final question, number 10. Who shot first, Han or Greedo? Greedo. That's right. That's it. Damn, That's the lightning round. That was too bad. Everybody I think, survives. I, 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 I don't know. I feel like the Texas Roadhouse. You, I think you, I think you regretted that answer a little bit. A little bit. I am a Texas Roadhouse fan. Um, I was going to tell y'all that uh, before I started using Johnny Cash, I actually used the Imperial March Remix for a few years. Love it. I love it. Yeah, that's another Chuck favorite. There you go. I love it. We can have another one about Star Wars and do all that stuff. We can talk about bands. Yeah. Oh, man. If if I can remember the name of the freaking band, there's a heavy metal band that does all, like, heavy metal versions of Star Wars. And they dress up like Star Wars characters. They're That's, actually really good. Damn, if you can think of the name, I, I will. I have it. I have it in my in my list of uh, iTunes or wherever I have my flipping music. But I definitely will. Hell yeah! Congratulations for surviving the lightning round. The worst part of our stream. We need like a sticker. We need an, another sticker, Chris. You survived the lightning round. We'll send people stickers. You survived. All right. All right. So we're winding down. We have a couple more questions. If anybody has anything in the chat, please go ahead and throw questions out there as we're wrapping things up. But as you guys are thinking about your questions, Derek, we want to ask you if you had the opportunity to go back and talk to a 10 year old you, what would you tell him? Oh man, um, trust the process. When you think things are 
not going to work out. You know, sometimes they do. That would be, that would be what I would say. Yeah. It's, it's interesting what you know now and what you can tell yourself because you're probably everybody is a 10 year old thinks they're struggling or they're, this isn't fair or whatever, whatever's coming up. And now it's the world like, is against you. Oh, looking yeah. back I on was, it, it's like, what an idiot I was. <laughs> yes. I was, as a 10 year old, I was probably a little asshole. <laughs> <laughs> I'm getting, I know, I know it's got to be true. I'm getting paid for it now with, with mine, with mine, but. <laughs> all right so ahk dad wants to know you hang up the boots who in new question. south do you see leading the promotion to the next one man there is a lot of really good talent at new south as far as young talent um you know guys like you know you know like adam priest i mean i gotta give it to him i mean he's a he's a hell of a wrestler and he's only like 25 he hadn't been I, he hadn't been doing this very long at all um in the grand scheme of things or uh even donnie janella i think he stepped his game up in the past year and a half i mean it's a night and day difference um you know because um, when i was in new south i remember in my first house tournament i went out to donnie in the first round and i mean you know the 2019 donnie and you know the mid 2020 Donnie, or I would even go on to say early 2020 Donnie is like two totally different people in the ring, the way they look, the way they, and you know, the way they carry themselves. Um, you know, there, there are guys that can do that. Uh, you know, one who's, you know, I don't think gets talked about enough is uh, uh, Rolando Perez. I mean, that kid has got some fire. I'm telling you. I, uh, I always want to tweet him back like, dude, shut up. Like, I just, he, he, he plays his, his character so perfectly that like, I'll see him tweet something. I just want to be like, bro, quiet. Just, just go back to your bedroom. Dip it. But there are a lot of, you know, um, you know, Kevin Ryan, Sean Christopher, you know, Tyler Franks, Hunter Drake. I mean, you know, there's a lot of young talent that that's going to, you know, uh, two fly tie. I mean, Jaden Newman, um, there's, uh, you know, uh, Damon Tangra is going to be starting there soon. He just debuted on Action Clash this past Tuesday on mm -hmm. IWTV. I mean, I think the the future is in very good hands, in my opinion. And I mean, any of those guys could take the helm. I mean, they really out of out of the younger guys. It's interesting how New South is is doing a really good job bringing up some names and giving guys opportunities while also bringing in some people that have some name recognition as well and and kind of yeah. mixing it up a little bit. Right. Yeah. Like that's one thing I've really liked about it. I, like with, with the show, I have, I have really liked the format so much. I love that, uh, you know, the powers that be at New South are giving these young guys a chance, you know, to show, to show, you know, the world what they have through IWTV, you know, um, like uh, when I, you know, I wish that was something that I had a little more, you know, when I was coming up, um, I didn't really have that that much. Um, you know, when I first broke into business, it consisted of me getting the shit beat out of me for two years straight, you know, before anybody starts seeing anything in me. Um, and then, uh, you know, I mean, luckily I ended up coming across Tony Falk, you know, who 
was really, uh, you know, a champion for, for, you know, giving younger, younger guys a chance to showcase what they have. Um, but I mean, the platform that, that these guys have at New South now, I mean, it's, it's absolutely tremendous in my opinion. Rematch question. Yeah, that's the favorite question on every podcast, isn't it? So let's do it. So dream match. Anyone in rest in the wrestling scene, who do you want to get in the ring? Like living? Let's do living, yeah. Okay. Mm. I'm thinking here. Hang on. This is a tough one. There's so much good talent out there now. Um one guy. I wouldn't try. I wouldn't mind having a having a match with uh, Wheeler Yuta. Ooh, I think we could do some good some good business in that ring. There's some uh, there's some gold in that ring when you get in there. Yeah, too. there is. There is one of the richest prizes in the independent wrestling. Mm-hmm. And the IWTV title. Yep. Mom <laughs> gold forever, baby. Mom gold forever. How much does that belt weigh? Oh my God. <laughs> it is by far the heaviest thing I've ever carried in my life. I feel like I'm I feel like I'm I'm Bret Hart putting the plate underneath my underneath my shirt for Goldberg to hit it every time I every time I put that damn thing on. It is it is heavy, but damn it's a beautiful belt though. It, it's one of a kind, and it's something that I, no, no one else has anything that even comes close to it that I, that no, I that I know. It's saying like I mean, and in my opinion, I mean, no, can't come close to, as far it stands out. I mean, even on a world stage, in my opinion, I mean, there's just not another belt in wrestling like that one. And it looks good. It's not it just does. big and it looks like crap. It's big and it looks good. That that design is uh, it's it's one of the as far as for a belt, it's one of the most detailed designs I think I've ever seen out of any belt I've ever held. It is a masterpiece, a heavy ass masterpiece, <laughs> but, but a masterpiece nonetheless. Anything so the, else from the chat? Yeah, the chat's trying to get me beat up. Good. <laughs> I've been saying that for like the whole year plus that we've been doing this. You always go to action, and I'm telling Matt, Matt, put him in the ring and beat him up a little bit. No. Not, sign, not what sign the not waivers. What I'm here for. I'm here sign for the, the waivers, wrestler. Christopher. You don't need me. Matt, Matt, come out of retirement, baby. Come out of retirement for one night. I want to see Matt and Christopher. Oh, <laughs> no, you don't. No, you don't. <laughs> no, you don't. So I'll do it for just for AHK dad, because he's been very generous in the chat tonight, but he literally just wants me to say, tick tock. Oh, AHK dad, you can kiss my ass. Wasn't me saying it. Derek, I know, that was... you're, just a, you're, you're the messenger, man. That's yeah. <laughs> What's here? They just put me up with these things. Oh, you're just running the show, man. That's all. Clicking the button. Just click on the button. <laughs> I want to. Okay, so we talked about Humongold, and I, I have one more question. I'm going to add a question in there. So, if you look at all the titles throughout history, 
We can't say humongous because you already have that. What title would you want to hold? The NWA World's title. I want Sweet Charlotte. That I is thought like you for for me that like that is the belt. And NWA, I know you're listening. We can make it happen. Just give the man a ring. Pick up that phone line. Come on, Aldis. Come on. Yeah. What What are you, chicken? Aldis? I'll, I'll call him out. I'll call him out. I want the 10 pounds, Aldis. I want a shot at Sweet, uh, Sweet Charlotte, baby. Come on. Nick Aldis got 10 pounds. Derek Neal's got like 35. I want to know what it weighs. We got to start calling it whatever it weighs. <laughs> it's the 60 pound, pounds of gold, baby. There you go. I like they're trying to I make like match for SCI weekend with me in the ring. Would you guys stop? I love it. Keep it going, chat. Keep it going, Come chat. On, I love it. Come Derek, on, Matt, you see what you started? Matt, no, if you're no, still no, in there, no, let's no, go. Man. I'm just trying to give the people what they want. Aldis Fears, Derek Neal. Yep, there it is. That's true. That's the deal. That's the deal Hashtag. So <laughs> you, you did go up to... Uh, P P W Paradigm Pro Wrestling. Yes. And I, I want to get your take on the UWFI. D do you like it? Do you like how it's different? Do you like how it's set up? You know, what's what's your thoughts on what they're doing up there with that? I absolutely love it. Um one guy that, that I have met and I've, I've kind of, you know, known on a few occasions uh, coming up in my career is, um, uh, his, his name's Gary Valiant. He's a wrestler. But what a lot of people don't know is his, uh, you know, a lot of newer guys won't know newer people. Um, but Billy Scott, who is a UWFI original, is his brother. Um, oh. He actually has a catch wrestling school in Smith's Grove. That's where he lives now. Um, but, uh, but I've always been fascinated by that style. I've always loved the technical aspect of wrestling very much. And, and I really like it when the in ring looks credible and real, you know, so I've always been a fan of UWFI matches. I've been watching them for years, you know, on through YouTube. Um, but I absolutely love the style. I love it so much. Um, I was actually, as far as I know, the first match, UWFI match in 25 years in the U.S. against Eric Stevens in the first Grand Prix tournament. Oh, wow. Check it out on IWTV. There's no more promo codes anymore, but you can still put in Action or New South, New South or, yeah. or who. They still get credit anybody, for it. And they get credit for it, yeah. If so you don't have do IWTV it. by now, I don't know what you're like, I don't understand what you're yeah. doing. You get so much for your money. Like, I mean, it's really like, I mean, the subscription subscription price is a steal, in my opinion. It is. It is a steal. There's so much. I mean, even like the older, there's so much like good older indie wrestling on there, too. Like all the, you know, Japan all pro stuff. And I mean, there's so much good wrestling on there. There's like More added every day. 100 promotions or something yeah. like that on it yeah it is unreal but yeah i, I love it I, I love watching it but yeah i but i really love the uwf style a lot though i really enjoy it 
how how did you like your match? Maybe not the outcome, but how'd you like your match against Lord Crew? He's a tough son of a bitch, ain't he? <laughs> he he um, is. It was it was good to be in there uh, with someone that can match my intensity. Like I, I I mean, even though the outcome was a little rough, you know, uh, I saw stars off of that damn diving forearm, but um, uh, but. Like it was really good to be in, in there with somebody who had the same intensity and heart that I have in there, because I mean we were laying the damn lumber in there. Mm-hmm. We oh were yeah, not playing around. And again, go to IWTV Terminal Combat. Go yeah. watch it. Chris, anything else in the chat? I think that's it for the chat. Christopher, do you have any other questions? No, I'm just trying not to get beat up. <laughs> so is that is that the goal now of SCI Weekend is to get Chris to no. in the ring and get no. him beat up? Not the goal. I think it yeah, is. Yeah, I'm gonna try. I'm gonna try to get that match made with Matt and Christopher. We're gonna try to make that happen. I like it. I like it. Maybe maybe after night one, you know, I you know I I like to strut. You know, I like to cut a rug. You know, like Flair and, and Jarrett '95. We might have a uh, a drunken strut parade at the hotel. I think that'd be fun. Oh, my <laughs> I'm not worried about during the event. I'm worried about what he just said. All the after stuff. <laughs> no one's going to be sleeping. No one. No. Well, Derek, what else, other than SCI, what else do you have coming up the pike? Um, let's see. I've got... Uh... After SCI, well, I've got one thing I can't really divulge on that. Um, I, I will have some stuff coming up, uh, you know, at St. Louis Anarchy, um, even after SCI weekend. Um, I got some. I got one that I'm kind of sitting on, just kind of waiting for them to announce that. Um, but other than that, um, I'm kind of hoping, and this is just me, you know, just saying this. I'm kind of hoping to see maybe some kind of pick back up this year. Um, you know, with things starting to open back up and everything, uh, it would be badass to be in front of that crowd at Basement East. Um, so I, I hope to see that. Um, I don't know. We'll see. Well, everybody be on the lookout. If, if, Chris if is going to be if there. If we have a crowd, I'm there. I'm there. Oh, yeah. That place is special, man. I'm telling you. Even even in those closed set tapings that where we had the the sub shows this year, I mean, it, the vibe in that building is just amazing. Absolutely amazing. And I guess if, I guess if they're coming back, I'll probably have to drive down again. Hell yeah, man. You got to, it's a must. I can't, I'm, I'm looking forward to my nine and a half to 10 hour drive down for SCI. So where are you out of? I never got to central Pennsylvania. I'm about uh, 35 minutes from Baltimore. Okay. Whew. Yep. That is a haul. Yep. I like to drive, though. I do, too. I love the road. <laughs> I love it so much. Um, I'm actually, like, in my hometown. It's just like a local fair here, but I, it's the first time I've got to wrestle in my hometown. It's going to be later this month but or July, but it's like the first time I've wrestled in my hometown in probably like two or three years. Nice. But I just like, I like being on the road. I love it. Okay. Well, we've got all the pleasantries out of the way. 
You survived the lightning round. We got one more, one more question for you. Okay. Now, I'm not going to call this question our own, but I'm calling it our own. And if there's any imitators out there, I'll see you in the ring. And you don't want that. You don't want that. I'm a big fat son of a bitch. And I'll kick your ass. But, but, Oreo cookies. We are not sponsored by them yet, but however long we do this, we will try and try and try. But the question, Mr. Neal, is are you on Team Single Stuff, the original Oreo cookie, or Team Double Stuff? Double Stuff for life. And that, my friends, in the Twitch chat, and in everywhere land and a certain follower on Twitter, that is the correct answer. <laughs> that is the correct answer. That's it. I mean, that's it. That's how you end it. That's how you put together a good interview session. And that is the only correct answer to that question. 100%. 100%. Derek, we very much appreciate your time tonight. We had a lot of fun. Uh, thanks for shooting the shit with us. Um, thanks for answering the questions in the chat. Love what you're doing in the ring. Hope to see you on IWCV much more. Finally getting on NWA and finally being able to make that living in the ring. We, we wish you the best. Thanks, Christopher. Appreciate it, man. Thank you, Chuck. I had so much fun with you boys. Thank you. Hey, that's all we want is... is is the guests that we have on to have a good time for whatever length of time we're here. Yeah. We appreciate well, we did, it, man. I love it. Well, we're going to send the chat over. Let's see who's, uh, who's streaming. Whoa, tonight. whoa, 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 whoa. Relax. Pump the brakes. We got to get, we got to get Derek to let everybody know where to find them. Oh, pump yeah, the brakes, man. Christopher. Derek, where do people go find you? Matt Griffin, I'll help you find Christopher SCI weekend. We'll start with that. Um, I'm I'm kidding, Christopher. Well, maybe not. I don't, I don't think know. you are. I think, it would draw, I think it would draw money, man. I think it'd draw money. I think it'd be a draw. I need my I need my envelope a little heavy, so I get a cut of this booking fee here. I got envelopes. Put some stickers in them or something. Check in the mail. <laughs> Uh, now you can find me uh, at, uh, as far as on Twitter at Derek Neal ninety one. A lot of people think that's my birth year. That was actually my hockey number. Um, Sergey Fedorov fan forever. Uh, you can find me on Instagram at Derek dot Neal or you know I don't ever really use Facebook anymore. I'm kind of at my limit, so I'm not gonna really throw that one out there as far as on the friends. That's where you can find me. Or, you know, you can look me up on Pro Wrestling Tees. I got a shirt out there if you want to support your boy and buy a shirt. There you go. Very cool. We won't talk about the fact that we're both New Jersey Devil fans. That might actually get us beat up. Yeah, it might. <laughs> I'm gonna, I'll, I'll see you in uh, I'll see you, I'll see you in Chattanooga. We'll be there. If it wouldn't be so hot, I'd wear my I'd wear my my old um, maple leaf sweater, but it'd be too damn hot for that shit. I'm fine <laughs> with that. 
Yeah, I'm fine with that one. The, 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 if you put on like a Detroit one or a Ranger one, then, then you Flyers. might get me feisty. What about what about uh, the Flyers? Flyers. You might get me feisty. All right, I'll wear my Lindros. Oh. I I will avenge Eric Lindros for Scott Stevens for the hit he put on him and ended his career. <laughs> hey, you got, uh, I mean that's true. That's that was true. a big hit. Yeah, that was right. He, Stevens was a beast. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Chuck. I think, I think I got it. I'm gonna get beat up. Like seriously, we gotta. I go. can't wait for it. We gotta. I go. can't wait for it. Yes, he is baiting I can, I can me. See, I can see me and Matt Griffin doing a spike pile driver on you, like arm and shoulder. <laughs> spike pile drive now. Yes, <laughs> I'm I not a it. wrestler. <laughs> I love it. You'll be oh, fine. Sure. Sure you are, man. No. You'll be fine. You, no, you... I have literally never stepped in a ring. I respect you guys way too much. That is that is your world. <laughs> You'll be okay, Chris. You'll be okay. You've taken some F5s. Just just tuck your chin. No, It'll backyard wrestling, no. We're not, no, tuck my chin. Yeah, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Derek, thank you. It was a blast. Thanks, Chris, for Chat, thanks for uh thanks for hanging out. Uh go say hi to the ref Clark Feldman. We're gonna send you on your way, guys. Uh Derek, hang out one second in the green room with us and we'll uh we'll see everybody next week with Val Pancakes on the stack, special guest from the million is it the million block. Yep, million block match. Mikey, million block match, Mikey Roch, the El Presidente, all that stuff. Come hang out wrestling. Come hang out next week. Until then, we're out of here. Adios.